each episode. Is this for? This is for. Uh, hello, welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. I'm here with Paul, and we're trying to work out which episode this is for. Good day, uh, good evening, good morning, depending on what time you listen. It is the. Oh, should I find out what when it is? Well, I don't even know what episode we're talking about, so it could be Christmas. Hey, well, give me a moment. I'm. This is episode. Okay, I'm trying to. <laughs> this is episode <laughs> fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. So. And episode fifty-seven goes out. Is going out soon. Shit. Hold up. What's... Is it 57? I don't even know where yeah. we are now. Episode 57, which is going Good. out on the 23rd of September. Happy 23rd of September, everyone. Happy 23rd of September. And happy Christmas. I'm just getting it in there, just in case. No, well, we're going to be recording our Christmas um, special, special next time. Oh. I've got plans. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, but your plans are going to... Be, anyway, we haven't got anything to talk about. No. We're just sitting around in the command pod. We've obviously travel from the future which is why we don't know what episode we're talking about what day we're talking about i could tell you paul that this i think is an episode in the mind flayers like his proper lair oh that one with the giant brain and all of that stuff that's oh, that's where we are it's and so the good octo- uh, the and the the um, the goldfish yeah oh, all of that so that's, that's some of are. our finest finest hours i think i really enjoyed well, that part. Okay, let's not get too self-congratulatory uh, anyway, and it was Graham's idea. Anyway, that's it. We don't have anything else. No. Um, we would love it if you could go into your podcast app, Apple Podcasts or whatever it is that you use, and give us a rating, because if you do, it helps us get listed. Uh, leave a review. Good one, not a bad one. Yeah, don't leave a bad review. That would be really that would be really nasty of you. Send us an email. To hello at billowinghilltop.com. And Paul, what will you do with it? I will open that email. I will print it out. I will fold it up into some origami shape. And then I will set fire to it well, without reading it. What better motivation could you possibly ask than that? And we are at Billowing Hilto on Twitter, which is where we're most active. Or you can find us on Facebook where we post updates and stuff. And that is it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mike. Uh, let's push on with episode 57 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. It's... <laughs> It's not, it's it's not, not. episode 57. It's You've episode 58. It's episode You've 58. Thing. You've done that which thing, Which means it's you? not out on the 23rd. I told you about the lack of preparation. Of it's out on the 30th of September. Happy 30th, 30th of September, everybody. Happy Christmas. No, we've missed Christmas by a week now. Anyway, Have whatever. We? And let us push on with episode 58. <laughs> you sure? Of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Almost certain. <laughs> Illithid Affairs. Lovely. Nice name. Happy Christmas. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good Hello. evening. Uh, hello. How's everybody? Oh, very Just good. Thanks. Fabulous. Trepidatious. Trepidatious. Oh, well, you should be, yes. Let's play some D&D. Why not? Should we have a recap or shall I do the recap? It'd be quicker. Or I could roll. What do you want? What would you prefer? Do re- you do the recap. It'll be slower, but more accurate. <laughs> It'll be more wordy. It will be more wordy. You're in an underground lair of what you think is a mind flayer who you think was behind an attempt to kill you as you entered the city of Evenstar. And you've worked your way through some natural caverns and fought some odd creatures that you think might be connected in some way with those that wait, with the creatures that live in the, the trackless jungle wastes at the base of the barrier cliffs that Evenstar sits and looks over. You have went through a set of intricately carved double doors marked with a tentacular symbol, the symbol of this mind flayer, you think. And into a series of chambers, circular chambers, that seem to run around in an orbit of their own, around some sort of central hub. You have fought some odd octopoid guardians. 
you fought one very large octopoid guardian and Sessions turned it into a goldfish, which you're carrying around in a bottle and you're a little bit worried about <laughs> what will happen when it stops being a goldfish. And you've opened up some kind of museum chamber ringed with display cases and in the centre of which is this giant, rather menacing-looking statue of some horrible, clawed, taloned, beaked creature. Demon. You got a bit nervous about that chamber and you decided that before you did anything else you wanted to sort of check behind you so there was another door that you'd left and Alessandra has very gingerly opened it to reveal a corridor leading off to a balcony that leads off into a what seems like a very large chamber probably the centre of this whole thing in between Alessandra and this balcony there's a pool in a chamber halfway along glowing with a blue radiance and as Alessandra peered down at this balcony a tentacle appeared around the opening to this balcony and the baleful yellow eye of one of these octopoid guardian creatures. And that is where we left things. And we should pick things up, I think, with an initiative role, unless you want to have a quick discussion, I mean, about where you are and what you're doing and whatever. Um, we could shut the door. Well, <clears throat> depends if it's... Shut that do- door. Doors aren't difficult to open, that's the problem. Stop it looking at us. That's true. Yeah, you've got enough time to... I mean, it's not... Yeah. This balcony... I don't really get what's beyond the balcony. How far can we see? Let me mark out what you can see. I think you said 70 foot, didn't you, the other side? Yeah, you think that that you can see a far wall that's curved. So Alessandra's sense was that perhaps she was looking at the far side of a large circular chamber. No signs of a floor. No, no, there was no... And there's no indication about how high up you are. That's kind of what I was after. You just don't know where you are. I mean, it could be there could be hundreds of feet below the balcony, or it could be you know something that you could just hop over and drop down five feet. You've, you've just got no way of knowing. I'm just suspecting tricks. If this is a mind flare, it's going to mess with us. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't think I've ever fought a mind flare. No, I've, I've sort of encountered them, but not fought them. Mm. I'm not going to say 43 years of D&D, but... But 43 years of D&D. Well, I am. It's 43 years doing no mind flare. <laughs> Brain sucking out, it's all good stuff. I don't know if that's helpful, but I've I've given you mm. a bit of the far wall of that large chamber. So you can't, you don't know what's above or behind or whatever, but... That's a very large area. Okay. Are you going to close the door? What do you want to do? I think closing the door is a great idea. Okay. So I'm going to close the door. We won't have initiative in that case, but what do you want to do next? I'm going to... Which way does the door Check open, the other doors. by the way? It opens towards The door you, opens... Yeah towards you. Yeah, but is it a left-handed or right-handed hinge? Uh, the hinge is on your right. Hinge on the right, okay. So... Go and check the northern doors. The doors on the other side of the museum chamber, mm. Okay. they are similarly ornate to the doors that led you into this chamber. They're carved of wood or ivory or some high-status material and they're um, decorated with a, an elaborate gold filigree design inlaid into the surface and they've got scrolled elaborately carved handles. Oh, we're about to open Should up a second front. Should we perhaps pit on this other door? Well, that's just going to attract attention, isn't it? Can we put the tank behind it as a barricade? I mean, there are desks and stuff in that chamber as well. You don't know how effective it would be, but you've got the material that you might need to... It was a five-foot passageway, wasn't it? So that creature, if it were to come down there, would be squeezed coming down that passageway. Alessandra, give me an... an give me a perception check. No, it's, no, an intelligence check. I'm sorry, an intelligence check. Oh, doesn't matter. It's a massive great number. 24. It was a regular-sized octopoid. It wasn't the ah. same giant scale as the one that yeah. you that emerged from the tank. Okay. okay. There's no sound of anything moving on the other side of the door now that you've closed it. Might not have noticed you. Mm, 
Does it look? Did it look like it noticed Paul? I think you did say on the balance of things that it looked like it had responded to the disturbance or whatever, and that mm. it levelled its baleful eye at Paul just before Paul closed the door. Alessandra closed the door. Sorry. And the baleful eye was the slowing effect, uh, wasn't it? Is yeah. Paul yes. real? Okay. So sometimes I wish I wasn't. No element of surprise anymore then. There never was. Do you think that ship may have sailed quite a while ago? Yeah. You may not remember from last week, but to get into this complex at all, you had to bash the door down, crash yes. through some barred double doors. You must have made an enormous amount of noise doing yeah. that. And we triggered the glyph of warding. Uh... <laughs> yeah, before that. Yeah. And you know that there are some of these strange creatures yeah. ahead of you because you've tracked them past the doors that you've broken through. And then you uh, set fire to the underside of this tank and yeah. made this giant octopus emerge. I mean, Paul, you might as well do the same with these double doors at the end, you know, open them a bit have a look through, see where Interesting we are that they're not interested in popping out and having a go. Yeah. Well, maybe they're waiting for us to come to them I would, Maybe. I mean, on the old adage that we reduce the number of guns The old adage? The old adage the that old we reduce the number of guns The old adage The old adage, the old saying, reduce the number of guns We should mm-hmm. deal with this minor version of the octopoid first before uh, so the, f- the entrance of a big chamber it's probably a big fight isn't it well we could let it come to us and we can choose our ground and I can't get the magic out of my head <laughs> 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 sorry but this room's stuffed full of magic I don't know yeah, it's, interest it's in anything else it, it's, it's brilliantly <laughs> placed there the moment Mike started reading everything off I was just thinking oh, they're just going to obsess over this just going to obsess if we can deal with this little one then, and if that chamber is huge and deep we can drop the octobomb over and it can suffer no a it'll lot just of be that, amongst that. friends though won't it but it will yeah, suffer but it might die damage. in a drop yeah, might, yeah. yeah. No, no, you want it to die before you drop it don't you yeah. so that actually the big form takes the falling damage yeah, but it doesn't it take... Oh, maybe not. No, no, it doesn't. It carries over. Yeah. We we want it to fight this statue. That's what we want it. This goldfish has got, like, one hit point. No, the statue is going to attack anything that it thinks Well, you is... throw it and just remove the concentration. Stop concentrating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it turns back into a... Yeah. Just yeah. get your mage and grab the griffin. Well, you did some damage on it when you fought it briefly. Graham starts concentrating. Uncle Buggy... Well, why don't you try that door that you're at... Alessandra opens that door and we see what happens that way. Yeah. So Alessandra, you're you've gone through to the other side of this museum chamber and you're yeah, okay. Unless anybody objects. I'm yeah. going to very gently, sneakily my doors open away from you. Yep. Push one of the doors open a crack. I'm gonna roll my stealth check. Yep. Oh, Natural twenty nice. for twenty nine. Okay, so you are as silent as mist as you gently push the door open. Now can you give me very clear instructions? about how wide you're opening this door. Is it a double door or a single door? Double door. So if I open both and just a crack, I can see straight yes, you ahead. Could see, you'd have, a little, you'd have a little vertical sliver. That's what I want to do. What you can see is a curved passageway that slopes down away from you at quite an incline. Okay, so the assumption is this is going down into the chamber. The most that you can see with your dark vision and whatever ambient light is there is about... 40 or 50 feet it seems to follow this general circle that you've been tracking with all of your exploration so far okay from the end of the passageway as you look down that slope it's quite a vertiginous slope it's more of a ramp than a slope it's probably a 50 foot drop 
between you at the doors and the extent of the corridor that you can see. It's almost a 45 degree angle. Okay, I'm gonna, unless anybody objects, I'm gonna slip, while well, I've got the good stealth going, I'm gonna slip through the doors mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm gonna hug the left-hand side of the wall, as it were. Mm-hmm. Gonna hug the left-hand side of the wall so I've got yep. the maximum vision possible. And again, moving half speed, maximum stealthing. Mm-hmm. Are there any shadows I can hide in? It's all in shadow. You're uh, you're relying on your dark vision to be able to see anything. Okay. Is it so steep that if he moves down, he's going to have difficulty coming back up again? You would thought that going down, you need to be careful as you descend. Mm. Going back up, you'd have thought that would be difficult ground. Half moves on the way up. All right. I'm going to go really carefully, though. Yeah. Okay. Till you can see a bit more. Yeah. What you can see when you get that far down the passageway, you're, you can see how it's opening up. You may be have gone far enough around to actually have sight of perhaps what you thought you could see past the balcony mm-hmm. right back up where you were before yeah you feel you're looking into the same chamber and there is a weird green radiance coming from somewhere deeper in this chamber let's pick up with sessions parker purple and uncle buggy what would they like to do while alessandra has been doing that drop a spanner set fire to something you know Pit on the door shut behind him. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> what are we What are we thinking? I think we should fight that other little thing, gain control of the parapet, the the balcony. Mm. You think? Yeah. Then we can enact yeah. the plan to chuck the big thing off the edge. Okay. How far down is it? It's not that far, is it? We don't know. Well, you think it's? I mean, you can infer that it must be a fair way down because the slope that Alessandra is walking down is at least fifty feet. If it was 50 feet and you did the quick math in your head, 35 feet, 40 feet, something like that. Yeah, okay. The only slight apprehensiveness I have is going in and fighting that creature. There's the pool in the middle. And if there's something sort of scaly in there, then I'm wondering whether that might trigger something or something else might crawl out of that pool while we try and go and attack one single creature. Well, we don't really yeah. know that it's one single creature, do we? We just saw no. one single creature. Just Yeah, I think we saying. just uh, start a fight and see what happens. Oh, the traditional approach. If we stay at the top, we are, we're I in a sort of closer to the exit kind of position. Mm, yeah. I'm happy to barrel into that corridor and lay see into that other creature. Where should I leave the jar with the goldfish? <laughs> in your belt. I don't think that's a good idea. By the door. On the other side of the door. You just put an X on the map where you want yeah. to put it. Fools rush in. Mm. <laughs> yeah, go on. Like you said, start a fight. Yeah, do it. You up for that, Uncle Buggy? Um, well, I just think we should have focused on the magic room, but I'm happy to uh, maybe follow Alessandra around. You want to go that way? I think the idea is to deal with the little octopod first. Okay. And then we know oh. that at least we've got one well, thing maybe left the first, to deal with Maybe it. Alessandra should have appear into that room from the back and check there aren't like 50 of them. Yeah, I'm happy to do that and then come back. Mm. Yeah, and if you were sort of here, you'd probably be able to see. Yeah, it is the plan. I'll, I'll stay there as You backup. do that and then and then I'll I'll, I'll do a big bee in the... Uh, <laughs> into the okay, room. Okay, so what's the, what's the deal? <laughs> the deal is Alessandra's... Um, going to continue until she reaches the corner of the passageway she's on so she can take a, a properly good look into the chamber and then yes. it's going to come back up the slope if nothing else happens and mm. then we're going to deal with the smaller octopod first things first alessandra 
you creep up to the junction point where you feel that this curved passageway opens up into something more. Yep. Let me describe what you can see. There's a grand chamber. The chamber itself, you think, must be 80 foot high. Opposite the entry point that you're at, there is a tall octagonal column of jet black stone glowing with green symbols that are running up one of its faces. Just going to reveal some stuff. <laughs> Singing my chamber song. In front of this column, there's a pool of placid green liquid. The symbols on the column and the pool itself are the sources of this pale green light. You can see, Alessandra, the balcony, that very balcony that you were dealing with to your right. And you can see on the wall next to the balcony, one of these octopoid creatures. It looks like it is probably the one that swoobled round and had a look at you before. And now it seems to have ducked back um, and is clinging to the wall to the side of the balcony. Uh, Can you give me a perception check? Rolling a 20. You can make out in the dimness another one. Okay. On your left, again, high up, maybe 20 or 30 feet up the wall. The balcony's about 35 feet above you. Okay. But I need to tell you about something else, because (laughs) (laughs) floating above the pool, there is a humanoid form. It's got strange, rubbery, purple flesh, and it is dressed in black robes, and it's wielding a staff of red-hot metal. Its head is hairless and it's bulbous and it's got four long tentacles where its mouth should be. Inside your head, Alessandra, as you glance into this chamber, you hear a voice say, You dare enter my sanctum, you fool. I shall finish what Telakin could not. Your weak minds will be a sumptuous feast and your terror a pleasing carnage. <laughs> roll for... Oh, God. Initiative. Oh, no. Bloody hell. I really like Alessandra. She gets, thank God, she gets an 18. God. Parker. Sessions gets 15. Purple. 11. Parker. Oh, got a four. And Uncle Buggy. 12. Let's just light up the board and start with Alessandra on 18. What would you like to do? This thing has just spoken into your mind with scary words. I'm going to take the cunning action to disengage. <laughs> well, there's nothing. <laughs> no, in... I'm, going to, I'm going to move, move away as quickly as I can. Okay, well, it's take difficult. Take a dash action. I can so do you're a move. taking a move action and a cunning action to dash and your actual action to dash. Yes. And what's your move speed? 30. So you can move 45, which takes you comfortably into the museum chamber. Yeah. Sessions on 15. Um, you just hear the sound of Alessandra running towards you. and yee. She appears mm. to be running away. She appears to be running away. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's going free action to going, ma, 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 my, my fly, my fly. <laughs> shh, shit. I'm just wondering why you're so surprised. And your terror, a pleasing garnish. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Time to leave. Um, <laughs> that's Mike. That's Mike at dinner. Okay, peoples, we're out of here. <laughs> I am going to move. 
and reposition myself from the bottom step on the current set of steps I'm on to the bottom step on the other set of steps. You're basically running back to where you came from. Repositioning myself to there. You're repositioning, okay. That's the same kind of repositioning that um, uh, The door to the room with the pool and the balcony you left closed. Yes? Mm. Yes. Okay, well, Uncle Buggy on 12. Um, Mm. Things may have happened just then, but you can't see anything. Hmm, not sure what to do here. Well, you're a frontline fighter, you just run up and hit it. Yeah. Uh, That's what frontline well, fighters do. It's floating in space. Yeah. Um, I don't know, are we Are we going to fight it or are we running away? Yes, well, why, why else are we here? Because <laughs> we're here to get some magic in that room we should have gone in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you think Instead of, just... I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run up, grab the griffin. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know what to do. If I follow my, uh, is it nephew? Yep. I'll be accused of running away. Well, Sessions is doing what Grimbolt did in the cairn when we first entered the cairn. Tactical repositioning. Repositioned himself towards the rear, heading towards the exit. Yeah, I think it's a trouble. Is this the brain the other way? Isn't there? That's not very nice. Mm. There is the brain. The ba- yeah. Brain on the don't way you out. Have the, don't you have the trident of not having to get close to enemies? <laughs> All right. Look, if we're going to fight this thing, I'll. I'll Move up. We're, We're going to fight, fight it. Thing. I'm moving up to the um, pool. Can I see this this thing from? No, there? the thing was not floating high enough. Okay, anything in the pool? Have you got? You've got. You've got no dark vision, right? I've got a light spell. Anything in the pool? It's just a pool of uh, perfectly calm. Well, mostly calm water, glowing with a faint blue light. Um, faint blue. Nothing light. inside. There's nothing in the pool that you can see. No, you can see the balcony, and then you can see darkness beyond it. Your light spell is just going to is lighting up an open space. Okay, I'll sort of cover it up a bit so it's just providing a little bit of dim light rough just for me to see rather than lighting yes, me up like a Christmas tree. Okay, yeah. that's my go. Very small Christmas tree. Purple Heppish on 11. Purple Heppish will move to behind Parker and will do detect magic on the pool. Uh, the pool is definitely magical. It's got a strong divination aura. Divination aura. We're talking about this pool in the middle room. The yeah. top pool, yeah. Top the top pool, the pool in the room before the, circular the balcony. Pool. Yeah, yeah, circular pool. What's divination gonna do? What's that? Uh, well, he'll probably use it for scrying. I would have thought. Could do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parker on four. What I'm considering doing sessions. What do you think about this? Is if I basically run in up to where the same level as Bugraft is next mm-hmm. to this pool, and I should be able to lob the goldfish into the larger chamber. No, but. And the, the idea would be, rather than lobbing it down, lob it upwards. And at the point at which it reaches the zenith, you stop concentrating. And then it will fall, I would guess, at least 60 feet if this chamber is 80 feet. So let's say it falls 60 feet. First yeah. 10 feet is free, so that's 5d6. First 10 feet is free is a myth. Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so it's not. So 66. 66 damage. So that's... 15 points of damage. Maybe a bit more. Sorry. Yeah, a bit more. Wow. Uh, so you don't, 21. It, you don't think it's worth it? I think it's I think better it as a it fish. I think it puts it quite a long way away from us. Yeah. Right. The other option well, is... Well, it ties, it ties Graham could... up in terms of the yeah. concentration. Other option is I can go up and I can attack the... Tonight's beer, by the way, is um, Bandit by the Gypsy Hill Brewery. Not bad, Paul. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Lucas. But it's all right. Yeah. The trouble is that you stop. Graham doing concentration spells, isn't it? Yes. 
But what concentration spells could you do, Grim? I don't have a great number of concentration spells. I guess Spirit Guardians is yes. concentration. Yeah. If the other option to is to go up and attack the creature hanging on the wall, which I can do from range, but then of course the mind flare I assume is going to come over and I think we have to remember that these octopoids we have to remember that these octopoids slow us. Yeah. And that's that is the battlefield control. We don't you have to attack from the other side, Alessandra. I mean where, where are you going? I was coming back, back up to I was coming back up because I can then range do ranged. I will take a step into the room. Mm-hmm. Do I know where this creature is? No, you can only see a balcony and then and then empty space beyond it. Well, my intention anyway was to move in, and on the inside of the door, I will put down the fish. Yes. As I move in the door, and then I will... It's going to go horribly wrong, this. What? <laughs> I can imagine it going horribly wrong if the thing breaks out. Can't yep. get back. Well, where else am I going to put it? I don't know. I just... That's a good place. We shut that door. Stop concentrating. That should give us time, Burple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to do the uh, protection from evil now, <laughs> or do you want to wait? Well, anyway, also, concentration. Oh, concentration spell, and then I will move up to where the pool is. Yeah. So with Bugraft. Yeah. When I get to where the pool is, can I then see the creature? No, there's no creature. You can just see the balcony. Are you looking at the pool? Yes. Don't tell me. Either vision. When you look at the pool, Parker. <laughs> I felt so. Yeah. It's a water weird. You're not looking at a pool. You're looking effectively like you're looking through a window. Yeah. A window that's in the air. You're looking down on a jungle scene. The lands that wait. Mm-hmm. You can actually almost hear the din of the jungle mm-hmm. in your mind. You can hear cries. You can hear the chirping of birds, you can hear squawks, the whir of insects. Just looking at this vision, you feel a kind of claustrophobia. The plant life seems to be pressing in on you. It's like a wall of intense colour and foliage. And you're looking through a gap at a bowl-shaped valley. And in this valley, you can see the ruins of a city. (laughs) The buildings are, in most cases, little more than crumbling foundations overgrown with vines little copses of exotic trees have reclaimed the ruins elsewhere there are some buildings still stand is this even star in the future you have no reference point to work anything like that out you can make out streets they're faint lines where the undergrowth hasn't grown quite as thick but what is dominating your vision is in the Mm -hmm. center of this this city that you can see there's a giant ring of black rock with runes graven upon its surface and within this ring there is a ziggurat a giant stone ziggurat Mm -hmm. uh, with two openings in it and atop the ziggurat there is an unbelievable sight that seems to be reaching towards you in your vision a towering spire of stone shaped like a stylized tree or cactus with arms projecting from the sides of the stone spire in a kind of weird defiance of gravity. It's a feat of strange divine engineering, some extraordinary arcane magics. The apex, though, of that spire it seems to be missing. It seems to be chopped off. Um, whatever rested at the peak of that spire is gone, and then it's gone, the vision, and it's just a normal pool again. And that all took place in the and in an instant. It just flashed through your mind. What else do you want to do with your round? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> not quite sure how to uh, process that at the moment. 
my intention was to carry on moving forward until such time as I can get a glimpse of this creature. So you're just pushing up towards the balcony as far as you can go? No, I don't want to go all the way up to the balcony because I don't. I want to stay out of its reach in front of the fountain. Fine. Alessandra? Stay, I'll stay there. Alessandra is going to <laughs> speak oh, very slowly. slowly. Well, I don't know whether to come up and go through the passageway with the pool or go back down again and be Go back down, go back down. For our reader, Alessandra is standing at the top of a passageway that, like a ramp that runs down into this main chamber. Our other option is to run back towards the others, towards this she has a choice. section of passageway with a pool in it mm. that leads to a balcony that overlooks the same chamber. There's two ways into the same room, basically. I think she's going to come and join the others in the passageway with the pool with the vision okay so that's she her move because she's got her move. actions moving yep yep session zebra on 15 um you want to turn parker into a goldfish do it do it do <laughs> it all right he's the real parker of course <laughs> i'll continue to concentrate on the um the fish the fish how much longer have we got by the way oh ages <laughs> It's a bit of a liability, that fish. We're winging this a little, but it was 10 minutes for the uh, ritual to take magic. Yep. Yeah. I would think we're about halfway through. If that. You've probably got 40, 45 minutes left. Okay. I'm going to then ready tumbling dice on any bad guys that come into my line of sight. Parker, Bugraft. Something emerges. Something floats up into your field of vision. This tentacled horror holding the red-hot staff of iron is level with the balcony. It raises a hand towards you. And can you both give me intelligence saves? DC 15. As it bathes you in dark psychic energy. It just sort of... Through the balcony, down the passageway, into the room. Yeah, like a cone that's just kind of spreading out. Give me those saves. Let's have them. Intelligence save. Oh, God. An eight. A twelve. That is not enough. Do you want to use your orc dice? You've got one. You said. I got any sense of? Is it just that psychic damage? Do I think? It could be the mind blast effect. Domination. This is not something that you that you've encountered before. Is it one of these? I really, really want to make that save. I think. (laughs) I would say if you really, really want to make the save. Okay. No, then I'm not going to use my own dice. Okay. It is seventy-five points of psychic. No, not really. (laughs) <laughs> Parker, <laughs> what did you get? Uh, well, I also failed. I'm just debating whether to... To ought it or not. Yeah. The blessings of ought. <sighs> Who are you debating with? Towards you. No, I'm just it's like thinking. <laughs> I think, Lucas, you're in a room. Your terror is a pleasing garnish. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Split second decision. <sighs> Fuck it. All right, I'll try my hot dice. Yeah, okay, you're burning the auto dice already. Lovely, yeah. nice to see. Oh, oh no. Psst. Oh, That's, dear. Uh, hold just on, plus, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It might just be enough. Really? Uh, That's an enormous intelligence. It's an no. eight in total. No. No. Same as before. 12, no. Oh, dear. Oh, Let's what a waste roll of the damage. Uh, you oh, both take the damage. following psychic damage, obviously, yes. Ah, when I rage, that's the only one that doesn't protect me from half damage. 26 points of psychic damage, uh, and you are stunned. Mm. 
You don't know how long you're stunned for, but you are stunned. That means that you are incapacitated. You can't Can't move. move. You can can speak speak only falteringly. You're going to automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against you have advantage. Then this this thing snakes through the window and attacks Parker. It's first attack against Parker at advantage. It rolls a 13, and it rolls a 20 on that second roll. It decides to gamble. Damn it. Doesn't confirm the critical, so it's just a normal hit because it gambled. It gumbled. It does 2d6 plus 4 piercing damage with its razor-like tentacle points. 7, 11 points of piercing damage and then it's second attack, you don't want it to hit with the second attack, uh, oh, it's rolled a 12 it hits armor class, 60 uh, yeah, oh, let me get this right whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves actually but okay. uh, plus 6, so it rolls 12, so it hits armor class 18, not enough but it's an advantage, it gets another go rolls another oh, 20, Jesus. another natural 20, 20 <laughs> on the blue dice of power it's going to gamble, it's come all this way it really needs the uh, money. Wants to put an extension on its tank. <laughs> it's going to roll again at advantage. Try to confirm the critical. Running a four. I don't believe it. And uh, sixteen armor class twenty-two. Oh god! Is a successful critical. This is why, why very. Do I, why do I do this? Very, why do I just rush into very, these things? I don't know. Very bad news for Parker. Stupid. Awful it's... news for Parker. I'm not going to dress it up. Because you listen to Dan. First of all, let's do the critical hit. Um, I'm going to deal myself a critical hit card because, hey, I'm allowed to have one. Please don't be a drawback. Just for Alas, once, don't Parker. be a drawback. Just well. be a good one. Be a good one. A good, horrible one for Parker. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> it's a setback. <laughs> it is no. a setback. Awesome. Why do I only, only no. ever get setbacks? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> You and your nearest <laughs> ally. Who? Oh, I don't know that it is a setback, actually. It says, Deep wound. Make a DC 12 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, take an additional 1d4 piercing damage. That seems to be bad for you, surely. In fact, all of the ones on this card are bad for you. Why does it say setback? Well, I don't know. It must have been very, very fortuitously mislabeled. Can you make a DC 12 constitution saving throw? Why not? Give it a shot. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Coming, 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 coming. 18, yeah, yeah, made. Damn it. Okay, so you take the following damage. You take a further four, eight points of piercing damage from that second Mm. attack. Yeah, but because Mm. it's hit you with two of these tentacle attacks, Mm -hmm. it delivers an additional set of rending damage. 13 points of... 15 points of piercing damage. Oh, God. Relentless endurance kicks in. Now, what else is going to happen in this? And other things happen. And let's move on to Uncle Buggy, who is incapacitated and stunned. It's your action. Do I get another roll? You may get another roll at the end of your turn. So effectively, I think you're just standing around. Can't move, can't speak. I just get a roll then, I guess. Rage, though, can I? I don't need to move, I don't need to speak. Can he it's take actions of any sort? incapacitated. Can't take actions or reactions. Right, so unfortunately not, because it's a bonus action, right, to do that? Hmm, okay. Do you want to make your saving throw? DC 15 intelligence save. Oh, God. Luckily you didn't use your aught dice. 
Oh, it rolled off a 20. It did bounce off the 20. But I think I should re-roll that. It's, it's a 13. Um, I don't know why. I better use my Oort dice, I guess. You sure? Well, Call upon the intercession of Oort, the Mulder of Worlds. Get another psychic blast. Friend guide I? storyteller. Um, what do you want to do? Any guidance from the wise the council? The others all left. They're all cowering in the broom. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, um, guys, where are you? <laughs> you don't want to trust any of my judgment. <laughs> Not really made very good choices in the last twenty well, minutes. I think it's if you situation. don't un-incapacitate yourself, you're going to lose your next round as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just take more damage. Yeah. Okay. I don't I'll know. I mean, I'd, I'd be inclined to try and yeah get use out. Your dice. Get use that. your old dice. I think. Yeah. Okay. Here it's we go. all on this. Ooh. A twelve. Well, I added one d six. Twelve rolling and out one another d six, needing another three. Seventeen. You save, and we go on to the round of Belpul Elpish. I'm not sure what this thing does, and most of the things that I do are mind affecting, which I think is probably not the thing to do. But I'm going to test it. I'm saying that this door is open, right? Yeah. I am going to... It's not going to work, is it? But it's what I do, so what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, God's sake. Okay, can it make an intelligence saving throw DC 14, please? I'll try Enemies abound. It rolls... Unless... Sorry, intelligence yep. Unless well, it's immune to being frightened. Which one are you doing it on? It made that save. Damn it. Nothing happens. That's it for purple. No move. No anything. I else. think I will probably start moving around the passageway, heading towards the uh, ramp that leads down to that room. Okay, towards the museum. Towards the museum. Parker on four. You've got one yeah. hit point. Yes, You're I'm going to stunned. Oh, yeah, so I can't actually do anything. Can All you can do is make a saving throw. DC fifteen intelligence save. <sighs> What doomed? Rolling. Intelligence or intelligence? Or, yeah, yeah, that's a twenty in total. Yeah, you're say you've saved yourself. Well, you've you've improved uh, things. Alessandra on eighty. So no longer stunned. No longer stunned. You can act normally. Alessandra. Parker is no longer incapacitated. No, but I'm probably. Like, I mean, I'm. Door is bugraft. You know, this thing's going to have a stab at me this round. So excellent. I'm going to move five foot into the opening of the doorway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot my crossbow at the octopoid. The octopoid that's attacking Parker? Yep. yep. Go for it. Hitting arm oh. plus 25. That's a hit, absolutely. Doing 10 points of normal damage. Yes. And because he's no longer incapacitated... Oh, I like it. ...a further 13 points of sneak attack damage. Yes. And then is going to move five foot back out of the way of the doorway. Got it. And that's it. You're done. Done. Session Zeeper. Now, I'm quite concerned <laughs> about the octogrenade. <laughs> the octobomb? <laughs> the octobomb. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. The octobomb now seems to be in a rather dangerous position. Um, yes, it's with Parker, right? No, no it's, it's on the ground. It's the green oh, blob. It's in the, I'm sorry, it's on the ground next to the door. <laughs> That's fine, so long as nobody does anything to it for the next 40 minutes. Yeah. I well, think it's fair enough to say that your opponents don't know that that goldfish is a octopoid. Yes, an octobomb. Um, hmm. Oh, actually, you see it scribbling a message on the inside of its bottle. <laughs> it's me. What? What? It's Ralph. Can they speak? Yes. Read goldfish lips. Yeah, they can. 
They can speak reed goldfish lips. <laughs> they can speak reed goldfish lips. Of course it can. Which is that that uh, ask a stupid strangest of all languages. <laughs> <laughs> what languages do you speak? No, they have oh, to I only speak reed goldfish, goldfish lips and be able to read goldfish, goldfish lips. lips. Yeah. I'm going to cast reed goldfish lips. Answer <laughs> yeah. that question obviously, just, Lucas. Is yes. It's just not my night. No, it's okay. Incapacitated. Read the goldfish lips. I'm going to move towards the little doorway into the room with the um, the doorway pool. of doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doorway of doom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> doorway of doom. <laughs> can I see from where I am now? Can I see this octopoid? Yes, you can see the octopoid looming over Parker. Looming over Parker. I'm going to cast tumbling dice on it dc 14 i don't 14. think it's taking any damage though it doesn't really matter it has, taken it has wisdom save dc 14 it makes that save. save that's rather annoying sorry yeah, yeah. Um, well, of course it made the save of course it did uh, why can't i roll like this when i'm running a character okay <laughs> anybody know anyway what happens now does it take like nothing mini nothing. damage nothing no. oh that's very pleasing and then I'm going to bonus action, mm -hmm. summon the crushing coin. Just next to it? Or yeah, right next to it, so I can whack it with the crushing coin. Yeah. Uh, 11. 11 is a fail. And then in disgust, I'm going to shuffle back out of sight. And we move on to, well, things. Right, Parker, this thing <sighs> is on you. It tries to it tentacle you. Dead. It's no longer attacking at advantage. No. And you've got a monster armor class. Let's roll yeah. that first d20. But I don't have the right luck. Rolling a 17 hitting armor class 23. Bye-bye. It does 5. Doesn't matter. 10. 14 points of damage. Yeah, but if it does more than uh, your hit points... Yeah, yeah, come on, keep going. The second attack. You're on minus 13. Mm. How many hit points do you have maximum? 62. Okay, it's not going to do that, so we're going to be all right. And it misses you with that second attack. Mm. And you are down and making death saving throws. <sighs> now, I'm going to roll a d6. You don't want me to roll a 5 or 6. It's as oh, simple as that. Here we go. Rolling the d6, rolling a 3. <laughs> that is just all round great news for you. <laughs> Floaty Tentacle Boy <laughs> woobles up level with the balcony fixes Uncle Buggy with its octopoid mind-bending gaze. <laughs> it levels its finger. Yes. And a beam of energy springs from its finger towards you. Is it a sickly green beam by any chance? It's a beam of black enervating energy. Nice. <laughs> it has to roll to strike you with this beam. It rolls a, a 13. It hits armor class it's 20 with this beam of energy yep oh dear you are affected by a ray of enfeeblement you only Lovely. deal half damage with weapon attacks that use strength at the end of your turns you can make a constitution saving throw against this spell it's going to be a dc 15 constitution save half damage the whole roll is half or is it just my Run strength is half you do half damage. You roll your damage. damage. You add whatever modifier. You divide no, it by no. two. Right. You hear slithering and movement from the other side of the balcony. You can hear the sound of more octopoids. Oh. More? Yeah. Well, Alessandra certainly saw one with her 
very good perception check. But you think now that you can hear the sounds of at least another. They sort of slap, slap, slap along the sort of along the wall. And you can hear them zeroing in on you from all sides. And we will go to Uncle Buggy on 12. What do you want to do? I was thinking of doing a fog cloud, running up to Parker and dragging him out. Any objections? Uh, Certainly not from me. I can do stinking cloud. Are we on the retreat? Yes. I think we might be. I think there's more of those scuttly things, I think. Fine. Let's do it then. Let's run away. So this is stinking cloud obscure stuff. Yes, is my recollection. Can I just sort of sidle around to Parker like that, just ten foot movement across you the can, mountain? Yeah, you I mean, can I mean, sneak around. I mean, there's this thing is rearing above him that yeah. is threatening you. It, when you move away, it may be able to attack you. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm grabbing Parker as my interact with an object. Yeah. And then I'm just moving towards the door. You can only move at half speed, dragging Parker along the ground. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're wanna... three foot tall, and Parker's a giant, great lump of. I know, but I am a barbarian. Googly-eyed weirdo. I'm gonna start raging as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you drag Parker as far as you can towards the door. This thing is going to obviously lash out at you. Okay, have a rock. lash. It lashes out. It rolls an 18. Hits armor oh. class 24. Okay, but I'm raging, so I'm With its damage. attacks, there's going to be half of this. It does a total of five, nine points of piercing damage on you, slashing at your back as you drag Parker away from it. I'm dragging him as far as the door, and then I just sort of accidentally knock over the bottle. <laughs> You're careful of that bottle, <laughs> yeah. With the goldfish in it. Purple on 11. Um, going that way is no good, so I'm going to head back again. To change your direction again, yeah. Heal on me, and then I can run away with you. Two steps in there, heal on me, carry on going, and then we all run out past the Well, there's no, there's no carry on going. That's that's the end of my round. Uh, okay. And that would be in um, Bugraff's no. square. Well, the door's yeah, open. No, you can see Bugraff dragging Parker towards you in the doorway. You can see that little bottle with a goldfish oh. in it. And you, behind them, you can see this octopus horror clambering towards you. Like, bleh! And behind that, you can see the floaty, horrible mind flare. I'll do a stinking cloud. Where are you uh, centering your stinking? In between the horror that's nearest us and the uh, mind flare. Gotcha. Okay. 20-foot uh, radius. Dual stinking cloud, man. Sitting right over... Oh, smelly biff. The balcony and everything like that. Yep. Okay, awesome. the whole chamber with the pool in it. The balcony, everything is just enveloped in this a sphere stinking of nauseating... Crumb, gas yeah, and you can't, that one off. You, you can't see it yes exactly it's a little bit like the Paul leave that for 10 minutes if you can <coughs> yeah. excuse me cool terms of water yep. cool terms of water yeah. that's purple are you going to do anything else have we got any more move left I've got a little bit of move I've got one more square <laughs> Woo. we go on to Parker <laughs> Parker you need to make your first death saving throw yeah here we go oh <laughs> <laughs> Parker. One fail. You inch Parker. Parker. If it is the real Parker, you inch closer to death. And we will find out how much closer and whether or not you survive. I think next (laughs) week. All together now. We're doomed. We're doomed. Doomed. Doomed, I tell you.
You're fine. I'll tell you what we need is to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not so sure. Mom. You always say this, Dan. Yeah, I know, because I'm braver than you. <laughs> because you're chicken shit and you run away. Ooh. Excuse me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All this I'm chicken shit. Oh, I think we should turn the rake. So I found a monster. <laughs> always at the back. You're worse than bugger up. What? The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening.